recorded live, Union Inn, Washington, D.C., 1112, 3rd Street, Northeast. We are Steps to Nomagayudet Metro. Nice, brisk walk to Union Station. And a leisurely jaw to the Capitol, Capitol Hill. I am the illustrious Innkeeper Freddy, host extraordinaire. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Guestbook Podcast. Did you hear about it? That's life. Let it breathe. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April. Shot down in May, but I know I'm gonna change that tune when I'm back on top, on top in June. No doubt. I said that's life. Casbook Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. I didn't even know this song existed. Like literally, it wasn't until Carlos came in. It's like, yo, this is my intro music. Literally, after you had me record this, I probably listened to this. I want to say at least two, three times again. Almost welled up thinking about. At least for me, how last like eighteen months have been. Up and down. <laughs> Carlos Salinas. That's right. In the studio. How you doing, man? Doing great. Why'd you choose that song? Well, it's very easy to, to understand the song. The lyrics, I think, says it all. Because, I mean, in life, you know, you're going to be up, you're going to be down most of the time. <laughs> and then you have to act. You have to be whatever you have to be that day to make it through. <laughs> and you can't get too high off the wins, and you can't get too down off the losses. You just got to pick yourself up and keep going. Yeah, life is tough. It's gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna hit you, and uh, you have to be ready to get up. So, how'd you find out about Frank Sinatra? You know, I it was it was another good friend. Um, I think I was 21, 22, and I heard. Uh, I think the first song that I heard. I think it was "My Way." Okay. I loved it so much that I wanted to hear more. You know, and and then I you know started hearing all that music from him and I actually read his biography also in college okay uh, I remember I was in English 101 or something that, and the teacher came in and she's like whoa I want everybody to read a book I don't care what book but just read one pick it and then we're gonna talk about it <clears throat> and I remember I picked the biography the the uh, biography it was not it was not written by Frank Sinatra and you know he, he, you know, when I read the book, he went through a lot of downs to become what he was. Because um, he, he was, in a way, he was not a natural born singer in a way. He taught himself to be a singer. But his passion was bigger than everything. And and so, uh, this, you know, in the book, it talks about how he developed the skills on how to sing. Because, I mean, there's people that are born... Uh, with the talent, but they don't they don't they don't know what to do with the talent, and there's a lot of people like that. 
that they don't even know that they're so talented, but they don't know how to use it. And so Frank Sinatra, when he became famous, he enjoyed it because that was his passion. Yeah. And and he developed the talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now he's the voice. <laughs> he lived his name. He lived his life. You know, the way. My way. Yeah. That's basically what it is. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an entrepreneur in the building. And we are going to hear the story of McAllen Careers Institute. So you were born in McAllen, Texas. Right. You currently live in McAllen, Texas. That's correct. And named your company after the city. <laughs> the city. And it was really funny because I remember I was talking to my cousin. And I was like, you know, what name should we put the school? And they were like, well, we can put McAllen. Because I remember there was another business called McAllen something how well we can put McAllen Careers Institute that's what all the schools call themselves over there in Texas some institute or something they were like in careers and my cousin was like well let's put the S so so that we can put more programs so and that's forward thinking <laughs> yeah he was very forward thinking and, and that's why we called it McAllen Careers Institute now thinking right now we should have thought about it a little bit longer but Obviously, that's what it is. <laughs> Institute, Institute's the right word. Yeah, so. we understand, but you know, we we could we, we could probably you know do it a little bit better. But at the time, that's what we. Uh, and I remember he he asked asked me, well, so how do we do that? You know, like we needed to do a logo, and we're like, and I'm like, well, we can do like a little circle, and then the, you know, that the line, and then we put McCallan in top. But a lot of people. Still, when they see it, they they don't see McAllen, so they call us Careers Institute, or sometimes they just call Careers because they're like, well, you know, it's confusing. <laughs> because but, technically, we should have put McAllen Careers Institute, but we put it in the top, and people don't. But it's smart though, because uh, and we'll get into this. Uh, you work with a lot of um, workforce rehabilitation mm-hmm. people coming in trying to switch jobs and basically right, right. Uh, start a new career. Right, right. And so if the Careers Institute is what's primary there, yeah, that's going to stick out to people, you know? Yeah. And it might be the thing that, that makes them choose you over a competitor, possibly. Before we get into the story, let's talk a bit about what McAllen Careers Institute does. You know, uh, we, special, we specialize in welding and pie feeding. Our, our strong program right now, it's nine hunger hours. And it's about 31, 32 weeks, depending on the holidays. And it's and it's Monday to Friday, six hours a day, 30 hours a week. And we are also accredited by the American Welding Society. In Texas, there's about five schools, and we're one of them. And it's an accreditation. We're accredited to this facility so that any company that wants to come in, we can test their, their employees. Or we can test anybody that you know, anybody that wants to become a certified welder will test them. Now, what trades do welding and pipe fitting? Well, I guess the trades are welding and pipe fitting. What careers, if you will, or jobs do welding and pipe fitting train you for? Yeah. So, for example, they can go work in a refinery. Okay. Especially because when you go, you pass those refineries, you see a lot of pipes going everywhere. That's what a pipe fitter does. Also, the welders. Um, work also like in in oil platforms, offshore welding. 
I've also they can do um shipbuilding too, right? Yeah, sh- yeah, shipbuilding, uh construction. So for example, like in Odessa, Texas, most of the welders, they have their own rig, they have their own truck, they have their own welder machine in the back. Most of them they they already know how to do the welding and the fitting. And so they go out there in the and where the ranch is and they connect the pipes and they put the gas lines and that's what they do and those guys make a ton of money they work their own hours when most people come out of your program are they 1099 in the sense of they basically start their own i guess professional no, no. well uh, llc it, it's half and half okay it's half and f- half and half because most of the people that come in they already know someone or you know or, or their dad is doing it already okay most of the people because we have no industry where we live they all travel to houston odessa the north of texas or where the oil and gas is or the you know or the or where lng is in louisiana there's a lot of demand for welders and fitters in those areas yeah so geographically McAllen, texas is like right on the border right right, right. if you know how texas is shaped the southernmost point that town is called brownsville right McAllen is about what 20 miles west of there well actually it's about 60 miles 60 miles west okay but it's, it's right along the border right and so how many miles are you from san antonio and houston we're about three about four hours from san antonio and six from houston do a lot of people jump over the border like in the sense of people who live in the states work in mexico and vice versa yes because of the maquiladora you know international stuff is that nafta yeah okay but it's changing now <laughs> yeah 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 so let's get into the story of McAllen careers institute i'm gonna basically run down bullet points that you had told me um during our pre-talk and then you kind of just take it from there okay mm-hmm. so you went to university of texas pan america in mm-hmm. edinburgh texas which mm-hmm. is just north of McAllen, right right and you had a degree in business management right and you found that your teachers basically weren't teaching you entrepreneurship no but it was my mistake because obviously it's a business management degree <laughs> correct but uh a couple things one you were saying that there were friends that you had that went to other schools oh, that yeah. were being taught by like bankers and you were like yeah. hey you know i need some experience and then two you grew up in a family who owned a family business right right it was a convenience store it's family business though yeah and this was your father, right? Yes. He still has it, actually. Okay. And was this in Texas or was this in no, Mexico? Re- no, Reynosa, Mexico. Okay. So Reynosa, Mexico is right over the line, I believe. Yes. McAllen. They're like yes. the sister cities or whatever. Yes. Yes, they are. Okay. So basically you were like, I need to figure out what I'm going to do. Then you started yeah. selling insurance or you were insurance adjuster well, for like yeah, six years. Yeah, yeah. Five years and a half. Okay. Yeah. And I was, you know, getting top of roofs and measuring but you know, I was reading the other day that I think adjusters do not do that. Do don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's been changing a lot. So yeah. At the time, I remember I used to get up in the roof, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can f-ing fall." Yeah. <laughs> Old school, you know. Yes. Yeah. I, in my day, Shani, we used to get on the roof and measure. Now yeah. you just pluck a couple things in your keyboard, and voila, you got a value. I think they they have that gps or eagle something that they, they just can measure the roof from, from from oh did they use the um drone yeah or something they use that um they, they already have precise precisions and i don't know what they were saying so and then you said you know what i need to get out of this yeah i need, I need, I need to be an yeah, entrepreneur i need to get out because uh, if not i um would have been stuck in that job and, and moreover you would have been unhappy exactly yeah 
So you had a friend? Yes, I had a friend, and uh, he was working at the community college at the time, and he was like, hey, you know, we have this department of welding, and and I think if I run it, I can do it better. And that's when I came in. I was like, well, we'll you know, let's do it together. And he's like, no, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. And I'm like, okay. But obviously, I was crazy and naive. <laughs> Sometimes it's what needed. But because when you're naive and crazy, that's mm-hmm. when things happen. Because yeah. if you know, yep. you're never going to do it. You didn't talk yourself out of it. All yeah, because obviously, I tell my cousin now, I'm telling you, man, if we would have known how complicated it was, I don't think we would have never done it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's that naivete, and then you realize you're in it, and you gotta make, you gotta figure it out. Exactly. And the next thing you know, exactly, you got a house in the wilderness. Uh, at a certain point, you guys just said, you know what, we're gonna do it, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I remember I was actually, uh, I was with my cousin in New York, back in 2007, and I remember we were walking in the streets, and I remember we saw a picture of a technical school. I think it's, I don't know what's the name of the technical school, but I, I looked it up and 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 Google it, and it's. And it says it was, I think, the first welding school. It was started happening like 1932, 1934. And then and that's when it clicked. They were like, well, we can do it in McAllen, Texas. And that's how it happened. So the, the first moment of serendipity happened yeah. when you had a friend of a friend. Yes. Who at the same time was also starting their own business. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got the application through. So what happened there? Well, obviously, this, this individual was also opening another school but it was in a different career path so he didn't mind sharing or helping us well he didn't help us he just provided some of the application items that to look at and that's how we started doing the application because i mean again we didn't know anything if you're going to start a business in anything specifically within a, a professional field that requires licenses and stuff right there's certain streamlined stuff that everybody has to do regardless of what industry you're in yeah and so you had somebody that had already done the initial steps that you were able to kind of visualize how to put it together right and you also had somebody who could answer questions potentially and may have contacts at you yeah, know a little bit it was just a little bit but that's how we we started getting the idea of doing it ourselves and we got approved around May of 2009, and I remember we got our first students in November. Mm-hmm. How long did that whole process take from when you guys said, you know, we're going to start it to get approved? to 09. Wow. Yeah. And was that a lot of back and forth? With, oh. Like you send something and they're like, no, you spelled somebody's name wrong. Stupid mistakes. Like, yeah. oh, you forgot to put your date mm-hmm. or you forgot to put a signature here. Mm-hmm. And they return it back to you and you have, then you have to return it back to the state. And then wait. And wait. It's insane how, and I remember we were paying rent out of our own pocket. Oh, because you already had the space kind of locked uh, down. Well, like. yeah. In order for you to send the application, you need to have mm-hmm. the location. Yeah. So you're pay- we're, we're paying the location for a year mm. and, and not having anything. And that location has to meet specific specs. It's not like you can just use somebody's garage. Exactly. Yeah. Each time you send it, did you have to like submit like an application fee? Again? No, no, it was just a one-time fee. But again, but mistakes cost money. Yes, they do. And we didn't know any better, and we were making a lot of mistakes. May two thousand nine, you have your space. Now is this the fifteen hundred square foot space? Right, fifteen hundred. It was three of you all. Yes. You, the guy who worked at the community college. Yes, yes. And another friend of yours was a real estate agent, right? Yes. Tell us about those initial years or those initial months. Well, they were very tough. You know, it was it was mostly a dream, <laughs> I would imagine, at the time. And, you know, if we go back and do it all over again, I don't know, you know, if you, if you know 
the hard work. I don't think we'll do it. We'll do it again the way we did it, because there was too many mistakes that we did. But that's how we learned. We learned to avoid mistakes because when you make mistakes, that's when you learn. And it was very tough, you know. If we go back to the details, you know, let, let's say when I remember we got the first call back in 2010. And the state called and said, hey, guys, you guys are saying that you're certifying welders, but in reality, you don't have a certification. And they were like, you better get your act together and 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 figure out a way how you're going to certify your welders. Again, we got lucky and we found someone that 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 helped us. And we and that's how we became an accredited test facility. Initially, mm-hmm. you were a school and you were kind of like almost like a test prep if you will. Well, a training. Training. Yeah. But when people were done with your program, they didn't leave with anything that was state certified. It was just a certificate. Yeah. Um, but you all were saying that yes. you were that when you're done with this program, you're leaving with something that's state certified. Nationwide. Nationwide. Okay, yeah. nationwide. Okay. We 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 had someone that uh that helped us and we sent the application fees and all that stuff and we got approved. And I remember the time it was back in 2010 or 2011, I think. I remember the guy that came in, his name is, was was Dave Diaz. And I remember he, we were having a meeting with him. And he, he started to look at me and and my business partner. And he was looking at us, looking at us. He's like, you guys are young, man. You guys are young. You guys are going to be successful. <laughs> but he told us that like three times, I remember. Because, I mean, by the time we were young, well, I mean. We, In your I, 20s. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, man, you guys are going to be successful. And, and because we're the only school in South Texas with that credited test facility and and we're still right now the only school in South Texas and that's because community colleges and and other competition has opened and they're not they're not doing that yeah so that's uh, the next serendipitous thing that happened um, shout to former President Obama number 44 <laughs> Workforce Investment Act yes uh, that was around 2010, right? 2012. 2012. My apologies. Uh, right when we were trying to, you know, stimulate jobs and everything, mm-hmm. people who wanted to get trained, right, to be able to work, right. Uh, so in order to get trained, right, you have to go to a training institute, right, or a careers institute, right, or McAllen Careers Institute. Yes, and that's why we we're very successful because at the time we we're the only small school where they can go and do something fast, mm-hmm. get in, get out. And that's what the state wanted and still wants. And so you were saying that at the time you had a record number of students. Yeah, 65 students in in one class. That's crazy. And we're doing morning, afternoon, and night. Wow. Yeah. I remember at the time the thing was five hours a day. I mean, we're running from 8 o'clock up to 1030 at night. That was insane. Hey, we couldn't, we couldn't, when, when the iron's hot, man. We we couldn't even believe it ourselves. <laughs> but that was the first big break yeah. in a way because uh, before that, we're having a very hard time. So that was 2012. It's 2019 now. Yeah. How big is your space? It's 24, 24 25,000 square foot facility. Right now we're using about uh, 15, 18, something like that. It used to be a Toyota uh, center. And so on the warehouse area, that's where we have the 54 welding booths in one side. And then we have, on the other side, we have the pipe fitting shop. And that's where we have a pipe fitting wall. And that's where they connect the pipes and then 
sometimes if a welder wants to weld on the pipes he can go and weld on pipes but if not you know he can be in the booth practicing and they can do from plate up to pipe and then at the end of the course we'll test them on their uh, certification like if it's going to be for structural welding or it's going to be for combination welding which is pipe that was my next question. The people that come to this program, are the majority of them trained in both welding and pipe fitting, or do most people just stick with one side? Most stick to one side, but we do have a lot of veterans. They do have a lot of GI uh, bill, uh, GI benefits. They do most of the programs. So you get like, a lot of veterans. Yeah. Yeah. Because they do have, they qualify for 90% of the program. Mm. And so, you know, they they do have the benefits, so they're like, well, well I'm going to stick around, and, and then I'm going to do all of your program. And, and, and GI Bill covers that? Oh, yeah, 90%. Oh, okay. So, which is everything. <laughs> yeah. Now, I have a friend that did three tours of duty in Iraq. Yeah. And uh, that GI Bill is no joke right now. Like, for real. No, they, I mean, they, they get so much benefits. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. As they should. Yes, yes. Salute to the troops. Oh, yes. couple last questions before we get to the seven questions. What's next? Well, right now we're staying here next to you. Yeah, so why are you here? Because we're here because uh, we're in the fundamentals of financial aid. So we just got approved in March for financial aid. Uh, one of the conferences that we needed to do is the fundamentals, and we needed to come over here because it was clock hours, because our school is clock hours. It's not credit hours like colleges. Ours is a, just a 900-hour program, and that is required by the federal government for us to come in and learn it and it, it, it could be here it could be in in the different uh, I think there's nine locations throughout the country where you can go but the, this was the only opportunity for clock hours which is our school and that and there was nothing open for the next year or something so we're like we gotta take advantage I, we're, we were gonna stay in a hotel but it was very expensive yes <laughs> and we knew that uh Freddie was the man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we we needed something close by, <laughs> and you were the that person. All right. And have you been joining the house? <laughs> yes. You have a lot of imagination. Well, thank you. Well, <laughs> well, hopefully it's been functional. Yes, it is. Okay. It is. It's good. Well, I appreciate that. Ready for the seven questions? Mm-hmm. All right. What's no. it called, y'all? It's the questions. It's the questions, boy. It's the questions. It's the questions. Question number one. Book to add to the library. Frank Sinatra. All right. Who wrote that book? Well, there's so many books, books right now. You can pick whatever you want to pick, but there's so many of them. Is it that one? This. Yeah, it's the first one. <laughs> I think it's the first so one. So his way. Yeah, that's the one. What's the author? Kitty yeah. Kelly. That's the one I read. It's a book that came out when he was actually alive, Frank. Okay. And he didn't stop the book. He let it go. Ah, okay. And obviously there's some harsh stuff about him. Because obviously he's a human being. And there's some bad stuff there. Um, Like one guy says that he sometimes he thought he was... Julius Caesar's the em- emperor because you know he was Frank Sinatra mm-hmm. and sometimes he went to his head and that and his friends knew that he went to his head yeah but obviously he had a point but if, if he was your friend and you're like hey you need to cool down buddy 
we know you're Frank, but you need to co- you need to come down. <laughs> and perhaps that was part of his uh, restrictor plate in terms of being grounded, having friends like that around him who can tell him. Oh yeah, you know. Number two, podcast to subscribe. Yours. You're the man. <laughs> and I, I remember before the interview, I told him I, I the last one I did is Joe Rogan. You said yeah, Joe Rogan experience. That's the one that I've been hearing a lot, and also I've been hearing uh, uh, but the coast to coast AM. Also hear that one too. Between Joe Rogan experience and coast to coast, which one would you choose? Oh, man, it's fifty fifty. All right, I'll flip a coin. <laughs> All right, number three, something you didn't know that you needed until you got it. Like uh, having a home. Okay. Because I remember. And do you mean this in the tangible sense or the intangible sense? Tangible. Okay. Because um, I remember the time when we started the school. I didn't have a, a home. I was living in an apartment, and then I finally got a home, and it's and it's good to have your own home where you can go relax on the weekends. That you own. Well, yeah, you, I'm paying mortgage, but yeah, technically. <laughs> if you want to paint that wall hot pink, you can do that <laughs> and not have to worry about anything. Yeah. But you got to unclog the toilets. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, you're right. And do all the welding and pipe fitting or pay somebody for it. Oh, yes. All right, number four, bucket list place to travel. This is a place in the world that you have been to that you would recommend the listeners add to their bucket list. Oof. I mean, top of my head is Paris. I mean, I, w- I went there back in 2010. It was nice. What time of year did you go? Thanksgiving. Okay. It was Ooh, cold. cold. Oh, it was cold. Yeah. Okay. How long were you there? About uh, five days, I think. What do you remember the most about it? <sighs> the city. It was beautiful. The architecture. And also, we visited Versailles. But it was, you know, it's a great city. It's a great city to eat, yes, to drink coffee, <laughs> drink wine, and uh, croissant, chocolate. Oh yeah, like, that <laughs> is one thing the French do extremely, <laughs> extremely well. The bread. I mean, it, it, words cannot do justice <laughs> on how like the French have a right to be bougie about the way in which they do croissants because the croissants that you eat in France are just Insane. different. Insane. than the ones that you get in America and that's oh, just all there is to I it I told my dad my dad has a bakery in Reynolds so I told my dad hey you know you should do this kind of bread he laughs at me because it's not gonna be possible but because I think the water it's the water it has to do with the water and the temperature yeah number five 50 mile detour restaurant this is a restaurant you would be willing to go out of your way 50 miles just to eat at I mean maybe La Fogata in, 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 La, La Fogata yeah how do you spell that F O G A T A. Okay. I was there actually a couple of weeks ago. Uh when I, I went I went to Reynosa and uh we had uh dinner. I, I went with my mom and um the fajitas are good, uh homemade tortillas and I mean it's a, one of the best restaurants in 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 Mission. Actually they're in Mission now in Sherryland Mission and they're in Reynosa and and it's a very good restaurant. Is it like Tex Mex or is it Mexican? No, it's actually Reynosa food. Oh, okay. Yes. Reynosa cuisine. <laughs> yes, Reynosa cuisine. All right. We're, you know, it's funny that us in the north, we were accustomed to uh, barbecues, a lot of barbecues. I don't cook myself, but it was a big thing, you know, growing up. I remember um, when I smell the barbecue, I remember my younger years. Mm-hmm. 
And when you say in the north, you mean north of the border? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I don't think it's really big in some other areas. Yeah. Or like in Europe, I don't think it's big. It's, it's an American thing, and especially if you're in Texas, it's, yeah, all the way. Yeah. It's just barbecue. It just yeah. is what it is. Number six, your number one skill. This is your number one honed craft. You know, I, I, I thought about it. Could it be entrepreneurship? Is it something you've worked at? Well, I mean, I don't know if I, I think you're just born with it. So that's a talent. It's a t- and that's question number seven. Yeah. So entrepreneurship would be your number one talent. Yeah. Okay. So what have you worked at? Um, you know, every day we need to try to be better every day. Uh, learn from your mistakes and make them better. Not to repeat the same mistake. And that's what every entrepreneur sh- should do. Learn from your mistakes and make it better every day. Because you're fighting against time and money. <laughs> So would that be discipline? Discipline, yeah. Okay. You know, you know what? I think I'm I'm very disciplined in that way. There you go. I like it. Carlos. Pray. We have reached the end of the podcast. Do you have any social media or any website that you want to share with the listeners? Well, if they, they want to find out more about McAllen? Yeah, if if it, you know, we're financial aid approved and the, you know, we have actually students from everywhere from california new mexico if you know if you guys are hearing from anywhere part of the country they can apply for financial aid and they can come to our school and and, and enjoy south texas weather right, what's the website <laughs> it's mccallan careers with an s institute.com i'm gonna spell that for everybody m-c-a-l-l-e-n-c-a-r-e-e-r-s I N S T I T U T E dot com. That's correct. All right. Uh, any social media you want to share? Anything like that? Well, we also we have Facebook. All right. So McAllen Careers Institute yeah. on Facebook and uh, Instagram or mm-hmm. Twitter or anything like that. Not Twitter. Just okay. Instagram and Facebook. All right. Carlos, Ready? thank you so much. No, thank you. This is unusual for me. First time. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I could be the one to uh, introduce you to the audio landscape. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of Guestbook Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you want to reach me, shoot me an email, innkeeper at unionindc.com. We're on Instagram, at guestbookpod. Uh, the end is at unionindc. And my personal is at Innkeeper Freddy. Again, this has been a wonderful episode of Guestbook Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week. As an entrepreneur, for those entrepreneurs that uh, are looking for some words of wisdom, what would you say? You need to have passion. That's it. I mean, you have to be smart and lucky. (laughs) But uh, most of the time, you just need to get up and get to work and be there. (laughs) Because if you're not there, it's not going to happen.